Well, good morning, everybody. We're going to go ahead and get started. It's great to have you in class today, every day, every Sunday. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. We're talking about thankfulness and gratitude, okay? And um, I, I hope that this lesson today, I thought, is necessary as we move out of the Thanksgiving season into the Christmas season, because this year is going to look very, very different. It has already been, okay? Just the reality of things is it, things are different. And in the midst of these challenges, in the midst of these difficulties, we need to be reminded to be thankful and to be, have hearts of gratitude. Um, because it, Satan would easily get us to the place where we begin to grumble and complain. Has, has there been any grumbling or complaining happening? You know? Uh, and, and obviously that's one of the things that um, we struggle with at times. But the Lord wants us to be grateful in all things. Esther already read 1 Thessalonians 5.18 for us. But someone read Colossians 3.16. And I think I, I appreciate that last phrase there because some of you don't like to sing out loud. You know, you don't typically like to because you may not think you're a good singer or whatever the case may be. But he says singing to God with gratitude in your heart. In other words, there is a there is an inward being of thankfulness that you can be thankful because what you're ultimately doing, the heart is the seat of our emotion, our will, our decision making. Everything about us is from our heart. That's the biblical idea of it. And so what we need to be reminded of is that God has given us his word, his truth, these beautiful uh, psalms that we can read. Uh, and sometimes they can be, you know, David can get a little discouraged himself by, Lord, where are you? You know, and, but the bottom line is he is always there with us. And we should be at peace. Peace. Let the peace of Christ rule your heart. Let, let peace rule your heart. Man, does that preach or what? I can sit down after that one and be done. You know, you say, amen, let's get out of here. No, just kidding. <laughs> Defining thankfulness and gratitude. Thankfulness means to be aware and appreciative of a benefit. All right, I'm going to stop right there, and I want you to think about this for a moment. To be aware of. Are you aware of the things in your life to be thankful for, to be mindful of. Are you aware of them? And then when you're aware of them, do we actually appreciate it? Are we really grateful for it or do we just take things for granted? Even around your home, can, can we get used to doing the same thing without feeling gratitude by others? Because that's just what you do. You know, and it's the same thing. If, if we're not careful, people around us are doing things all the time, you know, and are we really understanding of gratitude in the midst of that? To really think and to be aware of what are the things of, that God has done for us? 
You know, it's like being reminded of a water fountain. Can you go to a water fountain right now and drink from it? Not supposed to, but can you? Yes. And if it was safe, obviously, is the water safe? Yes. Man, if you go to your kitchen and turn on the faucet, will there be water there? Can you go into your home, use the restroom, and flush a toilet? How many of us said, thank you, Lord, for toilets? You might even more as it gets into winter. I remember visiting family and, and using an outhouse. I don't even remember using an outhouse because they didn't have a, you know, regular Sure. And that, I mean, the first thing I always did was kind of look for snakes and spiders. Yeah. Whoa. And in the middle of the night, critters. <laughs> I mean, there could be so many things. I've shared this before, but I can, and someone else mentioned it recently. Because they were, they had a missionary friend in the from out of country come to the United States for the first time, and they took him to Walmart. The first time they walked into Walmart, they were overwhelmed. They could not even imagine Walmart. When Cheryl and I came back from India, I literally walked into Walmart and started crying. Wow, we are so blessed. We have so much at our fingertips. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful. Okay? Previously, I forgot. The feeling or showing of gratitude. Okay? Gratitude is the quality of being thankful or readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. How does a person develop these qualities? Let me ask this question. Did you try to teach this in your family? How? How do we teach it? Pardon? Say thank you. Say thank you. Yeah. When the boys would get up from the dinner table, they got in the habit of saying thank you, Mom, for dinner. And we've had several people say, wow, the kids said thank you for their dinner. I'm like, yes, we taught that. And now they still do it at their old age. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Their old age. <laughs> <laughs> Those people starving in Africa, you better eat that food. <laughs> yeah. Being mindful, you know, it's like um, taking your kids down to the Salvation Army and serving people, or the daily bread, or doing something at Parkview Community Mission and giving out food and serving and uh, being a part of that. Learning that others don't have it as well as you because. Otherwise, you can get into an easy mindset that what you're experiencing is normal. It isn't. For most people around the world, what we have isn't normal. We are so grateful and should be so grateful for the things we have. Ingratitude is forgetfulness uh, or poor return for kindness received. The things that God has done in your life to be a person of ingratitude just forgetting all your many blessings just not you know we focus on you know the poor poor pitiful me kind of an attitude instead of really understanding how much good and blessing we have in our lives it's 
It is the will of God to be thankful for everything. First Thessalonians 5.18. Again, someone read that for me. We've already read it, but I want you to read it again. Someone, go for it. Oh, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice when you feel like it. <laughs> rejoice when things are going good. Rejoice when you have everybody around the table that you want to have around the table. No, it's rejoice always. Rejoice always. Pray continuously. Now, why would rejoice and pray be hand in hand? Think about that. He, he, he focuses rejoice always, pray continuously. What do you think? Why do you think Paul would have written it that way? I think because he realizes that we go through life that's challenging. We rejoice in everything, but we're constantly to pray about everything too. Because it's not our ability that's going to make it work. You can say, well, I'll take a second job. I'll take a third job. I'll take a fourth job. But ultimately, all good things come from God. And we have to pray to that end. You know, ultimately, everything we can try to take control ourselves, but ultimately, we're not in control in the sense that Ultimately, everything we're, we're, is relying upon us. We can trust and believe in God. Thanks and praise should be continually given to God. So, someone read Psalm 79, 13 and Psalm 147, 7. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pastor, will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will proclaim, proclaim your praise. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God in the heart. We are God's people. The sheep of his pasture. That's a word picture for us. Excuse me. We are completely dependent upon God. And we should praise him forever. We should have grateful praise. Let me ask this. Do you make it a part of your devotional time to give thanks? To just stop and say, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your prayer time. Thank you for your word that transforms us, etc. Thankfulness is recognizing the grace and goodness of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 4 says, I always, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Psalm 136 one says, give thanks to the Lord for his good. His love endures forever. We recognize, thankfulness is recognizing the grace of God. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourself, it's the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It's God's grace. Are you thankful for the grace of God this morning? Are we thankful for how God's grace, it's not about us as as. We heard this morning in a great message by Charles, right? It's not about us. It's not about works. It's about what he has done for us. Amazing message this morning. But he says, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. In other words, I'm thankful for you, Paul's saying. He's to the people, to the church in Corinth, even though they were wicked, Remember, the Corinthian church had some issues. 
incest included in the church. Yet he was thankful for them because of God's grace in their life. And think about that. Do you, are you grateful for the fact that God's grace has been revealed in other believers? You know, I, we're here today, and obviously this is a down Sunday because of Thanksgiving week. But still, we're down because of COVID and everything else. And, you know, as was shared this morning, you know, by Will, you know, this is usually, I, I miss so many people because of this. I am so encouraged by each and every one of you take time out of your busy lives to come to class today and to interject thoughts and wisdom from God and you share and you encourage and you support. There's so many that are still missing though that we can't wait to see, but I'm grateful for the grace of God in their life too. They may not be able to feel comfortable to be here right now and some of them are quarantined rightfully so because they need to be. You know, and there's people that are, you know that are just frustrated right now. I was texting one yesterday, and they, quite honestly, they were just ticked off. You know, um, because they they don't have COVID-19, but they were exposed to somebody with COVID-19, so they were around them for more than 15 minutes doing some work. And it's like now I have to quarantine, and, and it's like this is awful. You know, I don't want to do this. Is not the time to be quarantining. You know, but it's the reality of our culture and our world right now. And we miss so many people, but are we thankful for the grace of God? Are we thankful for God's grace in our life? He's good, and he will always love you. When you are in the midst of a trial, remember the love of God. God loves you. God will always love you. Seven biblical reasons to be thankful and have a heart of gratitude. We should be thankful because our sins have been forgiven. Someone read Romans 4, 7 and 8, 1. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Are you thankful? Let me ask this question. How many of you have had your sins forgiven by God? <laughs> is that amazing or what? Are you grateful for that this morning? That you are no longer responsible for your sins. That burden is off your shoulders. That if, you, if you've accepted Christ your Savior, if you were to die today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? Yes! <laughs> yes! Woo! Man, that brings peace. Because we have a relationship with God. And we're not figuring out, have we done enough good in order to, you know, do we have to give more money this Christmas to ensure our way into heaven? Do we have to do more community service in order to get to heaven? Those things are all good and should be done as evidence of our salvation, but not to earn it, not to get there. Man, how awesome is that? And there's no condemnation. Don't condemn yourself because God doesn't condemn you. We're harder on ourselves than God ever will be. Because Jesus ultimately already paid for it. And Satan wants to depress you. He wants to destroy you. So what he does is he gets you to talk evil into your own heart and mind. You're not worthy. You, you worthless individual who doesn't have a hope. Of, you know, it's like he, he starts talking into you. You know? <laughs> yeah. just, just talking real, right? And that's what he does. And, and God says, wait, I've already paid for it. I've already died for it. It's already been paid for. There's no condemnation. I'm not condemning you. Okay? There's no condemnation to them who are Christ Jesus. 
Does that mean that we can just continue sinning so that grace may abound? Romans 6, 1? God forbid. How so that we that die don't live any longer in it? So, of course, we don't live any longer in it, but we've experienced the grace and mercy of God. We've been forgiven. Man, that should encourage you this morning. Because we follow God because of love. His love for us that was unconditional. Man. Secondly, we should be thankful for God's goodness and mercy. Psalm 118, 29 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. God's goodness and mercy. His love. God is good. Right? He's good. We may not even, you know, at times, we, you know, it's like, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, just like Larry. Here, but a couple weeks ago, I got this my car died. I didn't even think I was going to get it home. It's going to cost me this. And a friend comes over and starts looking. It's not that. It's this. And it's a little cheaper. And he'll fix it. And he'll fix it. <laughs> you don't have to tow it anywhere. It, 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 man, praise the Lord for that. Man, give thanks. It's so wonderful. God's good. He does things in our life that even we don't even realize at times. And we, that's why we have to be reminded, okay, when you woke up this morning, the very breath you breathe, you breathe in him. Man. I was a, a, a Boy Scout, an Eagle Scout. I love Boy Scouts. Love sleeping outdoors, and, you know. And we had, even in the wintertime, we had to leave one time because it was getting... That evening, it, got, it was going to get down to below zero, and they said, you can't, we're not permitting you to stay out here. I was bummed out. But I'm, I'm not claustrophobic, okay? I'm not claustrophobic in, in small spaces, but if I am have tight clothing on, I, or if I feel, if I get too hot, I, I hyperventilate. My heart literally starts beating through my chest. I get it? So when I, even in Boy Scouts, I had a sleeping bag. It was completely unzipped. I could not sleep in a sleeping bag because it gets too hot for me. When I when I did my diving, I still remember it. I, I still picture it. I it, it, we had to dive to earn my certificate in 50. I think it was 53 or 54 degree water. So I had to have a full suit on. And it was like, and he looks at me out of the water. He's I, he's standing on a platform. I was supposed to walk out to him, and he goes. Lou, how are you doing? I go, not good. I'm literally feeling my heart pound through my chest. He says, come out here. Come out. I go, dude, I can't handle this. This was my last thing I had to do in order to get certification. And I had to do it underwater. I had to do a square underwater with a, with a compass and all that kind of stuff. Okay, great. And it was like, but I, 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 can't, I can't even focus. I mean, I'm going nuts. And he goes, open your suit and dive. Just bend over. And 50 some degree water poured into my body and my heart rate went That's dumb. It was like, yeah, it was stopped. It was, it was amazing. And I was fine the rest of the time. I just had to cool my body down. You know, but think about it. God's goodness. He takes care of everything, even in the midst of, of frightening times. I was scared out of my mind that I was did all this work. And I couldn't dive with my brother. But yet, 
I was able to do it. Man, God's good. We should be thankful that we don't have to earn our way to heaven. <laughs> Think about that. Imagine if you had to earn your way to heaven. Imagine if you had to do enough good stuff to impress the God or gods that you followed. Imagine that. The, the fear, the lack of peace, the lack of hope, the lack of security, the questioning. Have I done enough? Have I done enough? Have I done enough? And the motivation. Think of the motivation for doing good. Because I'm doing this to earn my way to heaven. Galatians 2.16. Someone read that for me. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. No one will be justified by the works of the law. It's by faith in Christ Jesus that we're declared justified means declared righteous by faith. Titus 3, 5 says, He saved us. Not because of the righteous things we've done. Okay? Not because God went, Whoa. Skip, you're amazing. And you look at, well, you know, you're amazing for marrying Skip. <laughs> we always marry up. Think about from God, you know, I am so impressed with you. How can God be impressed with anybody? I mean, think about that. And yet, he said, it's not because of the righteous things we've done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. We should be thankful that God is faithful. Are you thankful for the faithfulness of God in your life? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Someone read that for me. No temptation has overtaken you, except what is common to mankind. If God is faithful, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide you with a way out so that you can endure it. God's faithful to provide you a way out so you don't have to sin. God's faithful in that. You don't have to sin. Our, we do when, when our hearts are led astray by our own desires, as James says to us, right? But he says, I've got a way out for you if you look for it. Yeah. You may have to wait till the last minute, though. Yeah, you may have to wait till the last minute. <laughs> but sometimes, don't we put ourselves in the position where, the, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I'm, it, it's like, you know, boys and girls going up the mountain to have their devotions at night. <laughs> and to have prayer together. Good yeah. <laughs> Not a good idea. You know, those dating couples. Hey, let's pray together. <laughs> As he begins to whisper sweet nothings of godliness in her ear. <laughs> God gave you a way of escape. Sometimes it's don't go there, right? Don't go there. Psalm 31 5. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful. God. Now, what is that referring to? When Jesus died on the cross. Pardon? When Jesus died on the cross, 
when Jesus died on the cross. It was one of those prophecies again, right? Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. Think about this, you know. Each one of us, none of us in here know what a day may bring forth. But if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, God is faithful. Because he rose from the grave, you will too. We can be assured of that and confident in that this morning. God is faithful. We should be thankful for Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You can't even describe Jesus, how amazing he truly is. The beauty of Christ, the elegance of Christ, the graciousness of Christ, the servanthood of Christ, the ministry of Christ. And you could go on and on and on talking about Jesus. Because ultimately, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen who? The Father. Father. I and my Father are one. That's our God. Our God is amazing. And we should be thankful for the gift of who he is. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Are you thankful for Jesus today? We should be thankful that we can grow through trials. 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. We've already done this previously in this class as we're going through scripture together. But I wanted you to share this. Who will read that? series on James, we're reminded by Peter the same thing. We're going to go through these trials, even for a little while. You may have to suffer. But remember, what we're going through right now is a minuscule glimpse of eternity. Remember, for the Lord, a day is as what? A thousand years. Man, our, our minds can't even comprehend eternity, what that means. But we are eternal beings. And we will live forever with him, rejoicing. James 1, 2, 3, 4. Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And there are all kinds of different trials that we're going to face. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. Perseverance endurance. That we're going to keep on keeping on. Because these, this is what the reality is. When we go through these things, we can grow in our faith. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Isn't that encouraging? Yeah. Aren't you thankful for that? Yeah, Sandy. Um, if, if we didn't have trials, we would get so comfortable here that we wouldn't really be ready to go. Yeah. And then it would stand our life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Cheryl, Cheryl said many times over this pandemic, Lord Jesus, you can come anytime you want. Come on. <laughs> and I'm just done with this. I think it was, it was more towards the election results. <laughs> we won't go there right now. <laughs> we should be thankful because heaven awaits us. Heaven awaits us. 
How many of you in here know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Say amen. amen. Heaven. Heaven is a beautiful place filled with glory and grace. I'm going to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful, heaven is a glorious, heaven is a wonderful place. But until then, my heart will go on singing. Man, you can be joyous this morning, even in the midst of my singing. <laughs> John said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. First Corinthians 2, 9 says, however it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. That's heaven. We can't even fathom the glory of heaven, the beauty of heaven. But what, you know what this great part is going to be? The realization that our sins have been forgiven and that we are in the glorious presence of our Savior, God. Man, and to enjoy the blessings of life forever. How can we show thankfulness and gratitude? Real quickly, we, you said it earlier, say thank you. You know, keep remembering that children's song, right? Please and thank you, please and thank you. You should say, write a personal letter of thanks. You know, I, I think this is becoming one of those things where our culture has shifted. It's like, you know, you don't have to say thank, thank you. And, you know, those, I, and I would, I'm going to fight against that. Um, we should always write a note of thanks. Even, you know, and you could do it even by a text, you know, but it's even better by a note. But be thankful, you know, because otherwise... You know, how will people really know? How will people really know if you're grateful? Yeah, Don. I'd just like to add to that, too. We had an experience recently where we got exceptional customer service from a young man, although the company itself wasn't taking very good care of us, but he was just so patient and so fun. And so I wrote an email. I asked him for his manager's email. And I wrote an, and wrote an email to her thanking him. So I think sometimes, especially people who are working, yeah. you know, those entry-level positions, sure. you left their boss know, like, how helpful Absolutely. And when you have those experiences, how grateful you are. I mean, recently we got our Comcast bill, and it went up by another $20. And I waited. I, I was on the phone with them for 45 minutes, and I'm talking to somebody overseas. You know, and literally, it was hilarious. I'm on the phone with them for 45 minutes, and they come back and go, we've got a deal for you. And it was $4 more than the increased price. They actually came back with $4 more than the increased price. I said, that's more than the Oh, oh, okay, I'll keep checking then. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Take care of what you received. Take care of what you received. In other words, do we just get something and then not really appreciate it? It's one of the hardest things sometimes we try to teach our kids. Don't throw the book. Don't throw, don't, 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 don't throw your toys. Don't, you know, don't, don't break your toys. 
But they, you know, sometimes, do you realize sometimes when we, when they have so many, they have nothing to play with? And if we're not careful, the same thing happens in our own life. We have so much that we don't appreciate what we do have. Be specific about how the person has blessed your life. Don't just say thanks. Share how they've been a blessing in your life. Don't assume they know. Communicate it privately or publicly. I mean, people often forget to share thanks. I mean, remember the lepers, the ten? Even Jesus recognized that, right? He heals all ten of them. And he comes back and one says thank you. And he says, where are the other nine? <laughs> Didn't, wasn't there ten that were healed? You know? But that's human nature, isn't it? We got what, as Cheryl just said, we got what we want. <laughs> she tends to speak out loud a lot of times. <laughs> so I appreciate that. We got what we want and we're moving on. We're, we're better. We're healthy. But, you know, it's like, um, well, I'm going to start that one. Never mind. Do something kind for them. What are some ideas to do something kind for somebody? You had a friend who did something kind for you. Yeah. What a blessing that is. What else? What's a way to be kind to people? Yeah, Shalom. A couple weeks ago, our neighbor brought me a note and some cookies. And I was laying down with a headache and going to move outside, so she left them out front. And I got it, and it was that like a thank you. Um, and I was kind of taken back by it. Um, she was a younger single mother living in the basement of her parents' home. Um, and when the kids were smaller, this was a child that would you know, knock on the door and you go, and there he stood in his underwear, you know, being four or five, maybe three. <laughs> You know, and I was like, oh, hi, and said his name, you know, and, you know, take him back, and we're talking to her and stuff, and sometimes he would show up in my kitchen in his underwear, waiting he came in the house without being announced, um, and um, I got a note, letter from her saying, you know, I want to thank you for being my neighbor and helping me. I was a mother who didn't really know how to be a mother, um, and you helped me through, and those people would have called the cops if some kid showed up in their kitchen unannounced with no clothes. Huh? Um, he's a lot older now, um, and she just thanked me for that and had a Bible verse on it and these cookies because I've been praying for her and, and stuff. And she has gotten saved, and she said she was doing, when I talked to her yesterday, she said, I was just doing my devotional, and it said, do something nice for your neighbor. And she had written this note. So, then, so sometimes, even though we're the person Try to minister and mentor, all of a sudden it comes around and hits you yeah. where they have, um, yeah. you know, your seed and your water or your whatever has blossomed. Yeah. Which is amazing. So yeah. being kind for you to the people and actually writing them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we all have a routine. I just want you to reflect. I don't want to get inside what you were describing a minute ago. When you go to the mailbox and you have all political advertisements and everybody's Black Friday sale and the bills there's nothing in my opinion nothing like getting a handwritten note of thanks for something that you did for somebody else 
amazing. Show it to others the way you would want it shown to you. Luke 6.31, do it to others. You just have them do to you. You know, a lot of times people ask, I just don't know what to do to them. What would you want done for you? That's the first thing to ask. Well, yeah, but I don't know what they need. Really? Their house just burned down. What do you think they need? You know, everything. Anything you do for them will be great. You know, whatever the case may be. You know, I, well, I heard that they're going through a tough time. I wonder what they need. If you were in that situation, what would you need? And, and please, mis don't misunderstand me, okay? You can't do everything. Some of you in here get on a guilt trip that you've got to do everything. Don't. That's not responsible. But you know what? If all God's people did what they could, it would be amazing. There would be more than enough for everyone. The original design of the church didn't work because of sinful man. Everybody had everything in common. We wouldn't need it. I'm not talking about socialism, anything like that. But I'm talking about just meeting each other's needs, doing for others. We won't need anything then. Everyone would have their needs met. But it didn't work. Because you have Ananias and Sapphira selling the property and turning it in, but holding back part of it. And the Holy Spirit had to come down and go vote. You didn't lie to me, you lied to God. And it's like, okay, this idea is not going to work. Otherwise, everybody's going to end up dead. You know? So this morning, my encouragement to all of us, my, as I've served with you many times, I learn more from my lessons than I know you do, because I have to study for them. But my prayer is this morning that we would be men and women, brothers and sisters in Christ, who are thankful and have a heart of gratitude for God, for our brothers and sisters in Christ, and for everything that we experience, the good and the bad. Let's pray. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your mercy, but your goodness to us is amazing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking a guy like me out of Alliance, Ohio, and giving me the opportunity to be here in Lynchburg to have the experiences and the joys, the knowledge, the blessings that I've been able to go through. Being married to the most incredible woman in the world, having two incredible daughters, two son-in-laws, three grandchildren, and a partridge in a pear tree. Or at least woodpeckers <laughs> that are a joy to watch. God, thank you for your love and mercy and grace. And may we go out of here today with grateful hearts. And thanks to you for your good. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you all. Have a great week.